Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Liza Kraft. We're going to be talking about a new application called Scenery. And if you can believe it, it's all about editing video in the cloud. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today on the show, it's all about scenery with the head of community over at a company called Scenery. It's Eliza Kraft. She's going to be talking to us about the viability of this next generation of non-linear video editing softwares that happens to live in the cloud and of course that comes with a lot of bonuses of living in the cloud like being independent of whatever you know whatever browser or computer you happen to be located at and some challenges i'm guessing hopefully she'll reveal some of those as well things that that editors need to be aware of before they decide to jump into editing in the cloud we're also going to talk about who the target market is for this software and where you can get it how much it's going to cost all that good stuff so liza welcome to the podcast Thanks so much for having me, Frederick. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. You and I, we had a, ch a conversation a couple of weeks ago talking about just the scenery and what it's all about. You're gracious enough to give me a nice demo, you know, and walk me through. And I'm, I'm excited. Like every time I see new technology, not that cloud or software as a service apps are new technology, but who would have thunk it? right back in the day when like in the old days of iMovie and media composer and all those that one day we'd be able to do all this through a browser in the cloud is that i mean that's magic what what do you think enabled that was it processor speeds was it or is it um just the speed of network connections like what what do you think enabled us to go from okay it has to live on the hard drive to sure it can just be a, a service in the cloud yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think it's just the the way of the world now. Everything's in the cloud, yeah. right? You have your you're storing all of your files in the cloud. You're you, you're communicating um, through the internet on a daily basis, whether it's Slack or other channels that you're communi communicating through. And editing was just bound to get there, and now it's here, and it's really transformational i mean scenery specifically is i'm excited to dive in but uh it's a tool that allows you to work wherever you want really ideally with multiple people in the cloud as you mentioned uh and i'm excited to dive into the benefits of it and also of course as you mentioned there are challenges with cloud-based editing but hopefully the benefits outweigh those challenges uh for people to dive in and start exploring what it's all about yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people will think that this is the holy grail of video editing, right? So imagine I can be wherever I need to be and have all my assets available to me and be able to cut right there and, and do all the things that we could do sitting at a, a workstation, a regular workstation. We could do it from wherever we are. One of the things you, you mentioned, you were just talking there, you mentioned the collaboration aspect. And I know Scenery is leaning into that part of it, the collaborative video editing kind of thing and a lot of a lot of the companies out there are like DaVinci Resolve is kind of moved into that area I believe um, not so much to my knowledge on the Final Cut Pro side but those those other kind of companies are kind of like okay 
yeah, we have to, this collaboration thing is important. On the other side of it, folks like me that are very insular and solo operators, I don't collaborate with anybody. I just want to get my stuff done. So I'm curious how, what the collaboration powers that scenery has are. And then also, is it only for people that collaborate or can it also be for solo creators like myself? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think collaboration can be defined in many ways, right? You have your traditional collaboration, whether you're working with a team of five people, such as your editor, your assistant editor, your producer, your you know, director, your creative director, whoever it may be, that's one form of collaboration. But then you mentioned that you yourself, you like to collaborate. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily collaborate, but you are a solo editor and you're, you're working by yourself. With that being said, you might be collaborating by sharing different files with, you know, folks who are looking at your content or in post, or maybe you need to collect files from a client, let's say. So mm -hmm. collaboration has many different definitions and scenery, of course, offers collaboration on all those different uh, levels as well. So um, we do support your agile small team. We support your larger team who needs to dive in and has different, various different collaborative roles. And then we also support people like yourself, Frederick, who are really, you know, honing in on your own collaboration, whether it's working on various different projects, but scenery allows you to host all of your different projects in one place uh, to make that collaboration with yourself, so to speak, a little bit easier as well. Yeah, yeah, it's clean. Yeah, the, the way that you guys have approached that bit of it, which I'm excited for you to do that demo a little bit uh, later, or actually, we're gonna do that in a separate episode. But just the the way that the fresh way that you're looking at the collaboration pieces of it, and even templatizing things, I know that's, you know, that's, that's the word I use, but having a template so that that if you're repeating or creating a repeated piece of content like a podcast or an episodic video or whatever you guys have kind of streamlined that a little bit i'm excited for you to sort of take us through that um, before we before we dive a little deeper into the app i want to talk about scenery itself the company how what's what's the history what's the history of scenery where did it come from who built it why they built it what's that what's that or why did they build it what's the uh the origin story of the company Yep. So our founders were playing around with Figma actually during the heat of COVID. Um, and they were playing around in the tool and they said, well, why isn't there video, but like Figma, Figma, but for video. So with that came scenery and the evolution of scenery. And uh, we've been hard at work for around uh, about three years now. Um, we have re released into public beta uh, about a year ago. Uh, public beta plus is what we like to say, um, given that we've got various different customers using our tool at this moment. But I personally resonated with the problem that Scenery was trying to solve, given that I was also a video editor myself um, at NBC Sports. When COVID came around, we were dealt we dealt with the scenario of you know editing in this remote world where all these different roles are completely siloed and you've got your night shift editor and your day shift editor and the communication there was just there was a lack of communication and 
scenery, if there was a tool like that during COVID, I think this it would have solved a lot of our personal uh, headaches or pain points, I'd like to say, um, in that process of collaboration. So uh, personally, I resonated with the the problem that scenery is trying to solve. But yeah, that's that's where we're at. And yeah, we're excited to show the world what scenery is all about. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm happy to help with with that uh, showing the world thing. What's the uh, who would you say, you know, the one or two target markets that are sort of the ideal customer for a product like scenery? And you mentioned, you know, your turn, your 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 tenure in broadcast sports and all that. Is that the target avatar or is it? you know, the TikToker that's creating videos, or is it a YouTuber, or is it the podcaster that's doing long form? Who who do you who would you say the, the app is purpose built for? Yeah, so the aspiration is to be for everyone, right? Um, yeah. Right now, we see ourselves really, we're really good for that, that agile team of corporate marketers, or let's say a group of podcasters who are trying to create smaller, shorter uh, cut downs from their interview. So you mentioned templatizing. Uh, scenery is really great for taking that 30 minute interview, let's say, and just creating a bunch of different social cut downs. But then also for that corporate marketer, we are really great for, um, you know, creating those quick product demo type videos or a webinar cut down or an interview cut down. So right now that's really our focus. But again, ideally, aspirationally, uh, we want to go after, you know, your broadcasters, your your um, big corporate uh, teams working on big feature films or whatever it may be. Uh, but right now, yeah, the shorter cut downs, taking it from an interview and building it out uh, is really what scenery is great for. Yeah, that's great. And you guys, you guys are practicing what you preach in terms of being a distributed company, right? You guys are, you're, you're not a centrally located company, to my knowledge. You guys are distributed. What, is, what does that look like? And how has that been? Yeah, so given that we're building a remote product, you know, our team is remote. <laughs> so we are, yeah. we are constantly um, in communication via Zoom and other platforms like, you know, that are that give you access to communicate properly, but right. um, we are centrally located. A lot of us are centrally located in the Bay Area, but um, you know, given that we are a remote uh, product, we are also a remote team, um, which actually makes it really great for testing out our our product and navigating the different ins and outs of the product of what's working in different. Uh, you know, states or countries, let's say, you know, we've got someone in France and on our team or someone's in Canada and I'm in Chicago and we're editing simultaneously together or asynchronously, but collaborating together. And uh, that's really the benefit of what we're building. Yeah. Is that the future? Do you think that's the future? Just sort of this I mean, we're kind of in it now, I guess. It's, it's the present, not necessarily the future. But this the whole idea of distributed teams, whereas in the past, you know, and maybe maybe it was a distant past, but in the past, you're, you're kind of, your workflow as an editor is at the workstation and people bringing you drives or otherwise getting you assets to ingest into the project and you're editing and showing dailies to people and doing all that kind of in real time in a room with 
with that, you know, other humans or carbon-based life forms around you, is the is the new normal going to be this remote work where somebody could just be in their spare bedroom like me working uh, on a project for a multi-million dollar, billion dollar, you know, A-list firm yeah. somewhere on the East Coast, you know, using scenery? I believe so. I mean, you could see how our the evolution of editing just has constantly changed and, and evolved. Um, and to be honest, it's, it seems like all these different AI tools and uh, functionality and capability that allows us to, you know, access all these different tools is in this remote setting in this futuristic way of thinking about uh, collaboration. So, Obviously, I'm a little biased given the tool that we're building, but I, I personally believe so. Um, and I don't that's not to say that I don't believe, um, you know, those. Basic few uh, older ways of collecting hard drives is never going to go go away, so to speak. I just think we're going to elevate the ways that you can access footage a lot quicker yeah. and just different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say it. You could say it. Those archaic, prehistoric ways of editing video <laughs> are going to give way to the new new of editing remotely on cloud-based solutions like scenery. So there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was trying maybe, to be maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But you know, the other side of that, the other side of that. Sure, we, you know, we mentioned DaVinci Resolve, Final Cut Pro, Premiere, and you know the others out there. The other, I think, that another side of it is this move or movement towards mobile editing and getting stuff done on your phone or your iPad, and in some cases doing full-on professional, high-end professional level production work versus, you know, I'm just gonna edit a clip for TikTok or something, which you can do on your phone, doing more serious paid work using mobile devices. Is there the idea or is it on the whiteboard somewhere in, in scenery cloud HQ to move scenery over to a mobile device? Is that on the roadmap, do you think? Absolutely. I mean, already you can see that people are, you know, reviewing video on their phone, um, editing, as yeah. you mentioned, a quick cut down. Of course, right now we are focus right on the desktop editor itself or in the in the browser so specifically um given that editing at its core is of course um you know on a something as a desktop or a laptop but the future mm -hmm. for sure is mobile um and there's no reason why scenery can't can't go there and it's it, it and scenery is go going to go there in the future so that's the that's yeah. the goal um and we do have some uh, shorter term uh, solutions on a roadmap for mobile as well. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch this space, right? For sure. You know, one one of the things I know some folks that are into video and and video editing are maybe thinking right now, or yeah, this looks great. Or when they see the app, I know they're going to say it looks great and all that. But one of the questions that's going to come up is, okay, how are you handling uh, 4K or 1080 yeah. or even 1080, right? 720. 1080, 4K, 8K in the future. How how are, is an app going to handle pushing that amount of data through that straw of a internet connection pipe and and keeping the latency down so that when you're editing, it's not drag weight, drag weight. How do can you explain that and kind of unpack that for us? Absolutely. So in scenery specifically, we store everything in the cloud as we clearly pointed out. But the key 
about editing within scenery is that we boil everything up into proxies. So as you mentioned, that latency and that lag, that's really a headache when you're editing. We're, we're trying to solve for that by getting rid of that and working in those proxies. So you don't have to deal with that latency anymore. Um, and when it comes to 4K and getting our 1080p, you know, footage right within the editor itself, uh, scenery, because it is cloud-based, um, we do have integrations with Google Drive and Dropbox. So if you're storing your media already in Google Drive, Dropbox, it's an instant uh, cross-load directly from those platforms. And then also, if you have a solid internet connection, you know, your, your footage will be up uh, in scenery in no time. And the editing process, as I mentioned, will be hopefully smooth because you are working in those proxies and you, again, won't be uh, dealing with that that lag and that latency. Um, and then when it comes to the export, when you export, you'll be able to export at that high quality that you imported at as well. So you don't have to worry about not getting the generated quality that you imported at. Really cool, really cool. So is is there the concept of, okay, I gotta, I gotta transcode this footage into some other format or crunch it down or do something to it before I upload to, you know, Dropbox, which would then kind of sideload into scenery? Or can I just take the files directly? Or is the, is the workflow to take the files directly from your camera or device or whatever and throw them on Dropbox and scenery will see them and just do the right thing with those those files. What's what's the preferred workflow there? Exactly. The latter there, Frederick. Um, if you have you're storing all your content within a cloud uh, platform like Dropbox or Google Drive, we'll do it all for you on the back end. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to use Media Encoder or any other tool like that to boil it up um, you know, into that smaller uh, file type. Uh, we'll do it for you and uh, it'll be up and running within scenery, uh, depending on the obviously size of the, the, the video itself, but you're storing, let's say, um, you know, 25, uh, gigabytes per file, or, you know, maybe it's a terabyte of footage and you want to ingest it directly into scenery. Um, and you're hosting all that footage in Google drive, you could upload it directly from your Google drive account leave your computer, go do your thing. You know, you could start editing in some other projects within scenery while that's being uploaded. And then when that's done, you'll be able to, you know, lock and load and start editing right within the tool itself. So you don't have to worry um, about, ooh, is my computer, if it goes to sleep, am I gonna lose that footage? No, we, we make sure that that doesn't happen uh, when you're importing uh, directly from Google Drive and Dropbox and other cloud tools uh, like those. Got it. Got it. So then, so if, say, I'm using Dropbox, I'm a Dropbox user, so I'm using Dropbox, uh, is, is the, the size of the projects that I can edit in terms of the, the raw footage that I upload to Dropbox, is the size of my Dropbox account my restriction or... Yeah, I guess that's part of the question. Or as I work this out in my brain, uh, if I decide I'm not using Dropbox, I just want to upload directly into Scenery, I'm assuming I can do that. And if I do do that, what's what are the limitations there in terms of project? Is it limited by project duration or mm -hmm. the amount of files you can upload in, in a given session or window of time? How, do, how does all that bit work and how do we how do we get charged for that? 
Yeah, it's an excellent question. And we are still finalizing our pricing model. We will be re releasing that towards the end of the year, but um, it will be on a subscription-based model. So depending on the tier that you uh, pay for, you will get X amount of footage. Um, but right now, um, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> you could upload as much as you want um, until we do release, you know, that that pricing model. Um, but with that being said, it is going to be at this moment about 25 gigabytes per file uh, in terms of just the capacity of mm -hmm. a footage that you can upload. Which is huge. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a lot. I mean, especially if you, you know, if you just want to play around with it and kind of get a feel for how this cloud-based editing thing works. That's a that's quite a generous amount of space, I'd say. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, one of, one of the other things, I guess, is when you're when I'm just thinking through like projects that I work on and some some different things that I have to publish weekly. The, the template piece of it is really critical. So yeah, you guys are leaning into that. The other side of it is plugins and you know those kind of external things to the NLE that I'm using, whether they be for audio or for video, like lower thirds and things like that. Is this a whole new ecosystem for plugin developers to start building Con or you know app or uh, plugins for or will scenery recognize plugins built for another NLE and if so how does that work in the cloud I have questions how yeah. does this work <laughs> <laughs> you have questions and these are all fabulous <laughs> questions that I get asked all the time quite frankly yeah. um, so future roadmap of course we will support different various different plugins that other tools also uh, integrate with right now we do have uh, certain integrations with uh, tools such as Shutterstock, Pexels. Um, we actually have a Dolly integration as well. Um, mm. But in terms of the other uh, plugins that you might see in other tools, that's something that we are working towards. At this moment, um, you will see in the in the product itself that we have a Google Photos, as I mentioned, Shutterstock, Pexels, and a Dolly integration as well. And we could dive into that in the demo to show you um, yeah. what that might look like and entail uh, when it comes to you know photo generation and creating uh, you know unique images. Yeah, I want to do that definitely. We're doing just a second. I want to. I want to. As we wrap this this part of the discussion up, one of one of the kind of areas that I want to talk about or that I've been thinking about in preparation for this interview was, yeah. So Scenery is a cloud based application. Lives up there in the cloud with, you know, quite a few other applications that do various things in the cloud. We've all become dependent in a lot of ways on these these services, whether it be from Gmail or the G Suite, all the way over to you know. Who knows? You know, ChatGPT or whatever. There's all these things in the cloud that that we're dependent on and using. And I'm wondering, from the standpoint of a SaaS or an NLE SaaS like Scenery, does living in the cloud give you superpowers in in terms of being able to connect with APIs of other services that are also in the cloud to allow me to do me user editor to do unique things that wouldn't necessarily be possible with a with a regular, you know, traditional editor, or is that is that a direction that you guys are thinking in? Like one day we could just plug into that service over there, and now we have all that goodness inside of scenery. How do, how does that work? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is the future. I think of just editing in general, but in terms of scenery, you you'll see in the demo that I'll show you in a bit here. But 
right now we look at ourselves as your tool for asset management and storing, editing, but also uh, review. And when it comes to review, it's, you know, jumping in, leaving comments, leaving, you know, time-coded feedback for someone else, whether it is someone who is a solo editor, but needs, um, you know, two cents from an outside source. And what's, there's no better way to do that than just sharing a URL link and giving that to them and them having to jump in versus, you know, hey, I'm sending this, I'm uploading it to Google Drive, you're going to have to download it, then you're going to have to email me with different time coded comments. So in terms of just living in the cloud in itself, um, already scenery addresses so many of those different siloed um, pain points and headaches that you'll see in your day to day editing workflows. But in the future, you know, it's the possibilities are endless when it comes to yeah. what you hopefully will be able to do. And that, and you know, yeah, I was thinking about that, that that could go in both directions, right? So bringing in data or, or whatever, plugging into other external apps to bring their capabilities into scenery is one thing. But I would envision in, in the future, wouldn't it be cool if dot, 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 wouldn't it be cool if um, a, a developer could instantiate parts of scenery into their app later, right? Like, uh, oh. for example, for the TWIP community, I use a service called Circle, said circle.so. And the wouldn't it be great? They, they allow video streaming and recording and all that stuff, but no editing or anything like that in, inside yeah. the app. Wouldn't it be cool if if you guys, I'm not trying to be business development guy here or anything, but <laughs> like, wouldn't it be cool if you guys put your chocolate in their peanut butter, brought parts of scenery in there, you know, little little limited pieces to allow them to trim video and to give those people a taste of what the scenery could be. And then, you know, maybe they sign up yeah. for full accounts later. That that seems like that now gets really, really interesting. And as a way to ingest and bring more people into this NLE SaaS world could be cool. For sure. No, absolutely. And and well, first, let me just mention that Reese's are my favorite candy. So anything, <laughs> with, go, chocolate, right? <laughs> anything with chocolate and peanut butter, I'm all about. But <laughs> You're going to see, I mean, even today, you're seeing these editors who are, you know, used to their traditional tools like Premiere Pro. Um, and and we know that at Scenery, right? We know that it's, you are used to your workflow. We, we get that. We don't want to take you away from that. So we are starting to think of different solutions. How can we integrate with a tool like Premiere Pro as the that example? So we do have an export as an XML capability. So right now you assemble your you know rough cut your five minute interview cut down um you want that in a really good spot you get that in a good rough cut good string out you send it off to uh two different stakeholders whether it's somebody internally at the team or externally they give that feedback you go through a few different uh feedback loops with with those two people and then you export it as an xml bring it into Premiere, a tool that, you know, provides you maybe with the bells and whistles that you ultimately need to push it off. With that being said, Scenery also does have, you know, a built-in library of different titles and animations, transitions, effects, basic color correction. But uh, to your point, we are starting to integrate with other uh, tools um, like Premiere and others like Very that. cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So definitely, uh, we need to keep an eye on scenery. Uh, let's let's wrap up this one on one 
bit here and uh, jump into the demo. Folks, if you're, if you're listening to this as a podcast right now or watching this on YouTube, part two of this interview will be Liza taking us through the app and showing us how video editing in the cloud works scenery style. So Liza, thank you for letting me throw all these crazy questions at you. And uh, I, I hope you're ready. Well, there are going to be more questions as you walk through the demo. I'm just going to brace you. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Thanks. Keep them coming. <laughs> thanks well, for thank doing for this. And thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, the first half of this conversation and I'm excited to dive into the demo. You're you are very welcome. And and for folks that want to try out scenery right now and don't want to watch the other one, they just want to dive into it. How do they get started with the app? Is it invite only? Is it open to the public now? How, do, how does it work? Yep, you can sign up by going to Chrome is our preferred browser. Chrome search scenery.video and from there you'll be able to sign up and get going on inviting others to your team. Or if you're like Frederick, who's, you know, creating a ton of video by yourself, you could still dive in um, and scenery is there for you to create. Awesome. Very cool. All right, we'll leave it right there. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Eliza Craft, for letting me pepper you with all these software as a service NLE questions. And I'll see you on the other side in the demo video. This is Twitter.